Welcome to the new pod order, brought to you by FFD260, with your hosts, Joel, Nick, and Alfredo. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of New Pod Order. I'm your host, Joel Davis. With me, as always, I have Alfredo Flores <laughs> and Nick Brown. How are you at fucking assholes doing today? And I ordered 4,000 televisions. God. I did. I ordered 4,000. Can, can, can a show be fucked up literally before it starts? Because this one already is. So uh, we've got. We have. Yeah, basically. We have a, a shit ton of news, a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, so let's just, let's just go ahead and get started. Um, first line I have just says, holy shit, there's a lot of news. Seahawks get Dwayne Brown. This is actually, of all the trades, of everything that happened, in my opinion, this is probably the biggest trade. Um, you know, the Seahawks are finally looking like they know how to know what they're doing and, you know, have a little better handle on the offense. Um, and, and getting Dwayne Brown obviously shores up that offensive line. Uh, what, what do you guys think about, about the Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, getting Dwayne Brown? I, like I don't think they're still going to be any good. All right, I, I, I don't want to hear what you, said, you had to say, AJ. Nick, what, what do you have to say right now? <laughs> He's a huge upgrade from what they had at left tackle. He, it can only help the running game. Because you know either way Russell Wilson's going to scramble around and just do his thing. But having a solid left tackle like that can only help to stabilize that offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I think Pete Carroll is is uh, a coach similar to Bill Belichick. Um, I mean, like he gets better as the season goes on. He learns and he he knows what to do with his team. And obviously, I mean, they needed a left tackle in, in a horrible way, obviously. Yeah. But but um, that's a great acquisition for them. They've looked better the last two weeks. You know, significantly better. The Texans, who, in my opinion, they're one of the best teams in the league. They're playing like one of the best teams in the league. The Seahawks just beat them. So I mean. You know, AJ, you can say they're playing badly, but they just beat one of the best teams in the league. So I'm going to have to disagree with you. Uh, you give up 38 points. You're not going to do that every time. But, whatever the but, fuck they gave up. They're, you can't keep outscoring people because that defense is bad. They lost Watt. They lost Marcel. Or not. I don't fucking remember. Merciless. There we go. They lost Merciless. Um, I'm not talking about Texas. I'm talking about Seattle. I know. I'm saying. Seattle. You're not playing a defense that doesn't have their like two out of the top three best players. You're yeah. saying merciless is yes. one of their best. Uh, the linebackers pretty important in the league. Nah. What? <laughs> no. no, you're silly. No, okay. that's like that's not even a thing. Um, so, so you really don't think them getting Dwayne Brown really matters at all in this offense? You, you're not going to. You, you don't feel any more confident about Russell or better about Baldwin or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fun with soundboards tonight. You're just, you're just a piece of shit. That's basically what, what I'm gathering. Uh, yes, you are correct. <laughs> well, 
All right. So so that's that is basically enough of that. <laughs> enough of the Dwayne Brown talk. Um, other big news. Zeke, for the love of God, Zeke is suspended again. He might not uh, be though. He might. Yeah, uh, he is. But but as of right now, as of as of Wednesday, probably probably this week, he will not play. But he will not be back until week fifteen. Um, I mean, Jesus, at what point? At what point are we just going to to um, you know? No, either either suspend him or don't. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of it. What do you what do you guys what do you guys have to say about who who, should, who are you adding? Are you adding McFadden? Are you adding Morris? Uh, well, Jerry Jones came out and said Morris is the starting running back, but it's going to be a committee for the first I don't know at least week or two while they sort their shit out. I'm probably going to pick up Morris just because he's been active every week as opposed to Darren McFadden. So <clears throat> I think Morris probably have a leg up, but. That could change by second quarter, second half. You know, I mean, it it could change the second series of the game. Yeah. So it, I'm if I have room to add both, I'm adding both. But if I'm if I've got to add one or the other, I'll take Morris. If I have room to add both, I'm not adding both. I'm adding Morris because he saw initial first team reps and Rod Smith, who has saw some time on the field over McFadden already. So those would be the two guys I would add: Morris first, Rod Smith. If you have the depth to keep him on your roster, um, so you're saying Smith over McFadden, correct? Um, or Cole Beasley? Um, uh, I'm just a little bit fucking pissed off. You just took the wind out of my sails there, Nick. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that like you know we're gonna have to remove you from the podcast, but that's almost a fireball offense bringing up Cole Beasley before I do. Well, this is your um, pod, so I gotta, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> On yeah, I mean you, you should know better, but but seriously, um, I actually this is crazy. I kind of agree with AJ. I think that that Alfred Morris is is a safer back. I think he's going to get the early down work. But Rod Smith actually is is a really good speculative ad, and um and you know basically like you said, first second series we could go in and see three or four different running backs. I mean it, it's it's totally totally speculative at this point because who knows. Zeke Sunday may be playing, but as of right now, week he's 15. out. Week fifteen is, is a comeback, um, but but yeah, I think that Alfred Morris is is probably safer than McFadden. Um, and bear in mind, they're all not really going to be great ads. I mean, you know, you're looking at an RB three, RB two at the very best. So I think it's going to be kind of a committee, and it's just going to be really frustrating. And and you know, Dallas offense will still be good. So it's gonna be fine. They're just, you know, obviously they're missing one of the best weapons. So I think that Morris puts up if he gets the touches to three RB one weeks. Hot I take. mean, hot take. I mean, he would just. I mean, it's. I, I guess he can just because that offensive line obviously is really good. But it's just it's hard for me to imagine him having multiple touchdowns, having you know smash weeks. Obviously, I mean, we we know what Alfred Morris is. He's a good serviceable back, but. He's not a passing back. You're not going to see him on third down. If if they if game script gets away, if they're in a, in a tight game where they're passing a lot, he's not going to see a whole lot of reps. So I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's just it's it's a hard play for me to say he's like a great start every single week. But he would be my my safer ad than than DMC than run DMC. Okay, real quick, 
Real quick. Robert Kelly. Should I buy that? Should he helmet? <laughs> from Pristine Auction? You yes. Mean? This is, this is a good signed list. Robert Kelly for 22 bucks right now. Uh, I it's say still you going? Buy. It's, it's still. a bitchin' helmet, dude. Is for 22 bucks. Yeah, it's a minute left. The, Sorry to take away from the pod, but... <laughs> Wendell Smallwood... Not Smallwood. Jalen Mills one I missed. I forgot and came on too late. What did he go for? $48. Oh, that's under your budget. I know. I'm did you guy. guys see this? Did you guys see this Fat Rob helmet? You know no, what I'm talking but, about? But you guys do need to check out Pristine Auction. Dude, this place is awesome. Dot com. Check it out daily. Joel, did you see it? I did see it. I'm I'm thinking about bidding on a nineteen thirty-four five hundred dollar bill. Um it's a Federal Reserve note. It's rare, high I mean they have everything here, you know. It's only a thousand dollars for this bill. So that's, <laughs> that's a pretty how many how many bitcoins is that? <laughs> how many bitcoins? That's only, that's not even that's not even like a third of a bitcoin. Dude, forty <laughs> seconds. Twenty two bucks. Do it. <clears throat> Do it. Do it. $24.50. Okay. $23. Ah, outbid. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? All right. $24.50. Oh, my you God. You win. No. I was outbid. It's going for $25.73. It's right. out of my 27 27 You got it. Nothing over 30 <sighs> Nothing over 30 right. Do it. All right. All right. I'll go for it. All right. Back to the pod. What are you going to say, Fredo? I can't even remember. Oh. Also, go, a- go Astros. All right, so even though we're purchasing, even though we're purchasing a Rob Kelly helmet um, from Pristine Auction, I would not recommend adding or playing or starting Rob Kelly in any. He's form. not going to be the running back next year. <laughs> he might not be the running back next week. So, <laughs> so but, but the helmet but, itself, but the helmet, but the helmet is is bitching. So exactly. So, um, anyways, moving on. Uh, another another big trade that happened uh, just right before the deadline. Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick. Championship. Uh, this one, I, I'm, I just, I don't know, guys. I'm, I really, I really fucking hate this trade. Wow. I, I really fucking hate this trade. Why? Here's, here's what happens. Tell the me what happens. The Patriots win. That's what happens. They're going to, I mean, this second pick is essentially going to end up a late first-round pick, and whoever they end up drafting... Or they'll probably end up trading the pick for for yes. another serviceable player, and just remain good forever. And Tom Brady's never going to die, and they're going to win the Super Bowl fifty more times. And and it's just like I, I don't know, man. I just cannot imagine a world where they trade soon to be free agent Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers for for him to come out and be a top five quarterback. You know, that's just not a situation where where I really see. I mean, it's. The only thing that I do have to say is I like it for Pierre Garcon a lot. I mean, it's, well, it's good for him. Um, was it Shanahan came out and said that Garoppolo might not start at all this season? Oh, get out of here. Right, 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 right. Get I out of here. It's, it's, you don't it's, trade. It's normal coach rhetoric. Uh, yeah, I know. But if I don't believe that. You don't trade your, your second-round pick this year for a guy to say, we're not. We're gonna wait until like whatever, just till he feels comfortable. Except, right. Except for he's free agent, so right. Exactly. We need to see what the fuck he needs, you know, or what what he. They what definitely he, need O line. Definitely. You need O line. Yeah, they need O line. They need a lot, but I, I it, like the running backs, but they do need some help outside of Pierre Garcon. 
So I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think this does though for his fantasy value for Garcon for just you know that offense in general for Kittle even I know Kittle is is kind of becoming a, a really hot name in Dynasty. But he well, hasn't done anything the last two weeks. So what but, has he done for me lately? Well, but Beathard has laid a huge brown egg. Yes, he has. But, but you got to you got to. You got to temper your expectations for Garoppolo because he's not playing with the New England Patriot roster. He's playing with a shit show. Even though it is Shanahan's offense, it, it's not the same. So you can't just like pick him up off the waiver wire and expect him to put up, you know, like Brady with the Patriot stats. Mm-hmm. He, it, if he starts, he's going to be you know your fifteen point quarterback. I'd say he's his ceiling is an Andy Dalton right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you definitely for this season. Yeah. Um, but but what a lot of people are saying on and I tend to disagree with the masses, but I really agree with them on this one. Shanahan's offense you can't learn in a week. You right. can't learn. You can't learn in a month. I mean, it takes a lot of time. You know, you really need to get in the system and and understand exactly what he has going. So I don't expect. Garoppolo, you know, people that have been holding him now for literally years are jumping up for joy. They're acting like, yes, this is it. This is it. Now it's all paid off and it's all coming down. And I just don't think really it is. I don't think this is what we've all been waiting for for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, what we were waiting for was Tom Brady to retire and him to, you know, take over the throne and then him start winning Super Bowls. He's never retiring. Never. Instead, he got traded. Well, I mean, instead, he got traded to a winless team, uh, you know, all the way across in San Francisco and is is going to be a free agent next year. So, you know, whenever the Patriots re-sign him after this year, they're just going to just laugh all the way. And, and Garoppolo's going to be, yes, this is all a part of our plan all along. I told Bill, I'll go there for like six games. I'll come back. We'll get that second round pick. It'll be great. That, I that's love, all part of the plan. Franchise tag. I love that Garoppolo sits – under Tom Brady for what was it four years, three and a half, three and a half years? years? Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets insists and learns from Brady, and then gets traded to Brady's childhood favorite team. <laughs> Love it. Big, well, big fuck you. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, they probably Tom probably was requesting a trade to San Francisco, and yeah, that's probably what happened. That's probably the most likely scenario. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Jimmy's gonna be like a QB two by end of this season, like just. Based on the weeks that he starts, I think. If you See, but a- but what this trade really means, though, it's not as important for the 49ers. What it means is, I'm serious, it's it's so shitty because it just means the Patriots, the reign is not close to being over. No. I mean, here here in four years, we're still going to be going, <laughs> well, Tom Brady's 44, so he's only got like four years left. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's really where we're at. So I'm just, I'm, I'm sad. I have a lot of feelings, you know, a lot of feelings. Do you and think- the and, and the runner all playoff run, dude. Have, have you watched them play? You remember, remember them play the first you can four weeks. Never count them out. Yeah, remember their shitty defense. Yeah, it's good now. It's good now. <laughs> Is it? It's not shitty. It's shitty no teams? more. No, they're not just playing bad teams. They have Bill fucking Belichick as their coach, dude. Look, you're you're acting like I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm just asking I, you questions. I am a you fan know, of the NFL. Is, is. Don't you no, live in like Boston no. though? Yeah, I do live. I live in Boston, West Virginia. It's or wait, no, it's Park. Or sorry, it's Parkersburg. Either way, 
Um, basically, same thing. Partridge it's, Rookie it's, Hampshire. It's it's just horrible. It's so horrible. So horrible. Patriots are so much smarter than the 49ers. Bad teams stay bad. I know everybody says it, but Cleveland? it's fucking true. Bad teams stay bad. I don't Cleveland? know. Cleveland, Cleveland, maybe not. Just kidding. They're they, terrible, too. I mean, they almost paid more for A.J. McCarron than we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, One second. Well, what, what, so you guys have anything? any other thoughts about that? Any, you guys think, you know, Patriots going to the Super Bowl, like, next four years? or No. Maybe one. <laughs> well, I heard that they were going to try. Never did. But what was that? Can you repeat that for me, please? Could you? <laughs> can you can you repeat that for me? Why? Because you because you skipped. froze. Oh, it's weird. You skipped. No, I heard that they were going to try and flip that second round pick for a defensive lineman at the trade deadline, which obviously didn't happen. But it's not to say that they won't. Are you sure do they it didn't, it didn't turn into in the offseason? No, they're not the Browns. True. That that is that is also true. The the 49ers are not the Browns. You get some hard hitting evidence on this podcast. Um, um the Patriots aren't the Browns. Oh Jesus. Well, sorry. Sorry. So so the 49ers are then. Okay. Anyways, uh, cut all that. Um, what <laughs> Jai, what just happened? Jay Jai, let's just fucking talk about it. I am done avoiding it. Are you running to it or from it? Jay Jai went to the Eagles. And I mean, the worst part is for fourth round pick, I mean, I think they got Steel. a pretty damn good, pretty damn good Steel. deal. I mean, all depends on that knee. Uh, he I don't has think not so. missed a game I, due to a knee injury. I don't think so. I really think they made that that trade, basically saying anything after this year. I mean, they're making a Super Bowl run, is what they're doing. They're and, going all and, in. They are, are going all in, and they're you know hoping for a Super Bowl. And if he gets them to a Super Bowl, not not him. I'm not saying that Jai is is the reason they would win it, but if if he be. can get. Know, help them get it, then it, obviously it's worth it. But I don't think they're thinking he will be here in two, three years. I mean, uh, I mean, he's still got two years left on the contract. So, and but, he's at a cheap price compared to like the other talents that we have. He's probably the best talent at running back on our roster for the next three years. Well, the, these this year and the next two. Um, as long as the knees are good, which didn't seem to be a problem. How he came out and said he's done research. You watched him in preseason when they had their week-long get-together of practices in Philadelphia. So. Rhetoric. I mean. Rhetoric. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like his knee. Like, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a positive. Like, like I wouldn't, I'm never going to sit here and tell you that Jay Ajayi has just the same amount of, of lifespan in his career as anybody else, because that's not true. We know that his knee, and it, it, I, I don't know what I'll say, but a ticking time bomb, I fucking hate that phrase, but it's what everybody says. I know. But it's, I mean, it's it's what it is, and and you know, in two years if they cut him a fourth round pick, who gives a fuck? I mean, it was it was definitely worth it. So yeah. But the worst part is, it's just the Eagles get better. I mean, it's the worst. The fucking Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia. Eagles. Just wow, you're a fucking, fucking scumbag. Gross man. <laughs> just gross. Um. So so what? So now mm. Garrett, So now him and Legarrette Blunt will split touches. Um, Blunt's probably right, going to be what, the what's, leader for the. What's happening to Smallwood? Smallwood didn't really see any type of touches last game, so they probably were just seeing what they had between Clement and Blunt to see if one of those two guys could take over. And Clement didn't do horrible. I think he had like ten carries and like fifty or sixty yards, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, but you are. There's... I think you are. Oh, he also had... No, it wasn't last game. I don't remember. I'm bad. Um, so I missed. So I mean, what are we? What are we doing with? I think right now for with a giant in in redraft. What are you doing with giant redraft? Are you I'm, are you keeping him? Are you selling I mean, him? What are you sell, doing? I would keep him if I'm a contender to hopefully have him as a no in redraft in a push. I know I'm saying I would keep him if I'm a contender for a push for the playoffs because he's got the short week against Denver and then next week's a bye, so he has a a little over a week and a half to learn some plays, you know, get some yeah. time in, and then week 11 they go to Dallas and they play Dallas. What's to learn? Run a yard and a half to the right and fall down. Oh, run to the left a yard and a half and fall down. Protections, more protections, assignments, and then hopefully get them involved in the pass game because that's what we're really lacking right now is somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. If Garrett Blunt can do it, I mean <laughs> – Really, if Garrett Blunt can do Garrett it, Garrett Blunt's I, a two-time Super Garrett, Bowl champion from the Patriots. If, so isn't Jimmy Garoppolo, my friend. So, so uh, let's 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 calm down there with that. Also, um, also the Robert Kelly signed Tulane Green Wave mini speed helmet <laughs> sold for twenty nine dollars and eighty five cents. Oh my god! Did if you, you told it? me, I'd have, I'd have put thirty on. I did not make it. <laughs> You're sleeping. Pristine getting a lot of a lot of free content today. <laughs> Pristine's awesome. It is awesome. Now Love I'm gonna it. go in there and see what's uh, selling in 23 hours. Uh, oh, all right, so, so so with the Ajayi, with the Ajayi trade, um, what are you guys thinking about with running backs and with that just with with the worst as Evan Silva put it, the worst four and three team ever, the Miami Dolphins. They are awful. It's, it's not a stretch. I mean, it's it's incredible. How have they won? You look at the roster. You look at the game. I mean, it's it is absolutely incredible that they have won the games they have. Their line uh, is the real issue here. It is, and and I Their mean, their line was good upset. last year, and they didn't. But, I don't think they had any turnover. Like, but, they, but there are so many things though that happen from year to year, like with offensive lines that. Nuh-uh. that, that we <laughs> that nuh-uh. we. I mean, I mean, just don't. I mean, that you can never predict, and and I mean. It it really is so tough to to really want to add and start or play any of these guys, um, but but Nick, who who are you of of the two running backs of Damon Williams, Kenyon Drake? Who who are you uh, targeting? Do I have to? I mean, you don't. If I have, have to, to, if but, I have to, if you have to, I'm going Damian Williams because he's the coolest peanut in the turd. I guess <laughs> oh like God. Williams. It has more carries in the middle of a game. I think uh, I saw something that Drake was pretty much just stuck on special teams. I mean, he's got more burst, Drake does, but I think they're giving it to the old plow horse, Damian Williams. Well, they actually have Kenyon Drake listed as the second on the depth chart. They did have him listed second on the depth chart. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are saying that he's going to be their, their first and second down back. But Damian Williams is their receiving back, and – I just I don't imagine them giving the ball to Kenyon Drake or running the ball twenty plus times. They're just going to be down. I mean, they're terrible. Jay Cutler's coming back though. Don't worry. So oh, now God. they'll be good. So, but but I agree with you, Damian Williams, who I'm I'm adding um, if I have to, only if I have to. Um, it's really not not a great week for waiver wire, anyways. But but. You know, if if you would let somebody go, you know, use waste their waiver claim on Kenyon Drake, add Damian Williams. Um, but I w- I'm not sure I would waste a high waiver claim on on either of them this week. I mean, what, what do you think? Who are you going to 
potentially hope gets a full-time gig or better opportunity rest of the season? Alex Collins. Um, I would add You should have been Collins. claimed like three weeks ago if you're in a league with people that aren't illiterate fucks. Yes, but but he was still available. Oh, in, boy. He was still available in in a lot of leagues. But and I and I realize after last week he, he's definitely not going to be owned in as many leagues. But or but he's going to be owned in a lot more leagues. His ownership will be a lot higher. Um, but he definitely is still available. So I would add Alex Collins. But I guess you're mm-hmm. right that there's nobody that really has at as much opportunity work, rest work of season. potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Damian Williams, I guess, but I that'd just be can't. who I'd add. But knowing us, yeah. I, we could go snort a line of coke with Gase and probably play. That's right actually there. his. Wasn't his off, no, offensive Alle- or something? Allegedly, allegedly. I mean, come on, AJ. Allegedly, and and first off, that video was amazing. I do just want to say, I only watched it like 150 times. Um, but... For tips. But no, it was just hilarious. Um, so, so I think that's basically all we have to say about Washington or about Washington about Miami. Wow, that we you need really... to wash our hands from this Miami talk. That was the worst fucking dad joke ever, God. Alfredo. That was terrible. That that's was why awful. I'm not 34. You you can leave me saying Washington. Just cut your horrible well, joke. <laughs> the reason you're not 34 is because your dad jokes are bad. This is why I'm not old. Because your dad jokes. Yes. The reason you're not old is because your dad jokes are bad. That makes absolutely no sense. I the award you my no dad points jokes, and may God have mercy on your soul. My dad jokes are not good because I'm not old. I don't have oh, the wisdom. Jesus. So add Damien Williams. Good talk. Uh, so did you guys watch the Broncos game last week? Because if you did, I have some not-so-breaking news. Trevor Simeon is terrible. Uh, I um, beg to differ. They are finally. Oh, please defend him. Please defend him. Actually, please, well, please defend him. Please defend him. That Tell me right. line is absolutely garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, receivers are dropping balls. He does make some dumb mistakes, like the <laughs> where he threw across his body. Obviously, real dumb off your back foot. But he's not getting any help. The play calling's awful. You, they've won the three games. They've won. I posted it on Twitter. I think it was like fifty-five of eighty-six with like seven touchdowns, one pick. Um, C.J. Anderson touched the ball 20 times or more and had like 90 to 100-plus rushing yards. So I'm going to go with play calling is not in his favor, and Brock Osweiler is not going to be any better in this situation. Did you watch him play? Did you watch the play calling? Did you watch – did you watch tri- – did, no, like, did you watch Benny did you Fowler watch, drop a watch, touchdown? Uh, no, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying did you watch the Chargers game? Did you watch? Did you watch the Cowboys game? Chiefs game? No, but no, but I'm I'm being okay. serious. I'm asking you. Did you? I did not watch the Chargers I, game. Okay. Did you watch Dancing with the Stars this Monday? I. I oh my gosh! Not. I wish. It was, it was so but good. My point. My point is, AJ, is that you're did not you going to see how many times you're not CJ gonna, Anderson okay, did but, not touch the ball that game. Okay, but you're not going to tell me that Trevor Simeon being in is giving them a bigger advantage than even Osweiler. Osweiler okay. at least. Osweiler, at least I'm telling you, will give more fantasy relevance to Demarius. I mean, Trevor Simeon, dude, is is not Sanders is missing the last, what, two weeks? The second that Trevor Simeon gets any sort of pressure or any sort of collapse in the pocket, he wigs out and and somehow ends up either running into his own lineman or or turning over the ball. I mean, it is... Well, yeah, when you're getting fucking whacked like Eli Manning. Um... 
I just I couldn't disagree with you more, man. Just could not. I I well, really. Well, when Brock Osweiler puts up like three points this, this week, I want you to take this take to Twitter. I, it's I'm not saying I'm not saying Brock Osweiler. But you is said fantastic. he makes more fantasy relevance. He's not. He's not going to do anything more. I ladies, gonna... ladies, ladies, you're both ugly. Now let's get moving. <laughs> just move on. That's why we're all on a face for radio podcast. So, so yes, Brock Osweiler is an ad in all formats and start him over, um, you know, everybody. Um, anyways, let's talk about the big important news. Nick, do you Josh, have anything to say about this Bronco news? He doesn't. He hates it. Uh, I got nothing. Okay, well, Josh Gordon, Woo! the man, the man, the myth, the legend. He. The, the the impossible. Yes. He has done the impossible. I I just yes. I can't believe it. He is finally conditionally reinstated. I'm not sure what the conditionally part. I know obviously what it means, but uh, you know either he should be reinstated or he's not. But he is eligible for the game November 27th, which is actually a birthday. No big deal. So coming nice. back, big birthday wish for me. <laughs> um, I said on the podcast previously that AJ give it up. Kill yourself. All your hopes and dreams are gone. Josh Gordon's not coming back. Um, drop them all formats. Uh, what would you What would you like to say to me? You are the biggest fuckboy there is. <laughs> okay, uh, that's that's really really more embarrassing for you. You using the word fuckboy. Um, so, uh, so what about fantasy wise? What do you What do you think? What do you What are you looking at here? He if he comes out. Any what in shape to camp, it will only help him and whoever the potential quarterback is in what camp? Cleveland. What camp? Not camp, but like practice, tr- like workouts, whatever. Um, oh, so like practice workouts, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> practice workout. You know, you know they do. You know, it's just like practice. your practice workout. Fucking a, Jesus Christ! I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, you get those practice workouts. You know, when you're done camping. So yeah, so uh, obviously, I mean, what do you, what about what do you think, Nick? Seriously, for fantasy relevance this year, dynasty, what what do you really think is happening? He's not he he's not really going to play. Like he's not eligible uh, to November play against 20th. until November twentieth or something like that. Like so, he's not going to play until I think week thirteen would be the earliest. So he's not really going to help your fantasy team right now. So I mean, he's a stash. I I'm scrambling to get him in any league that I can. There's a couple of leagues that he's already taken, and I'm trying to trade for him Ooh. just for the playoff push because he, even with one leg, he's better than the dumpster fire of receivers that they have. Is he, though? He's, he's, Do we know that for sure? He's better than Ricardo Lewis, whatever that thing is. He's better than Kenny Britt. Well, here's the thing. No, 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 is that it doesn't matter how good or bad he is because as, as we started off the conversation, well, depending on who's throwing in the football, who's throwing in the football changes from not a weekly basis, from a quarterly basis. They just are like, hey, you know, we don't, we don't really know. Who's, we're we're going to take you out, Sean. We're going we're gonna to put in Kessler. Actually, fuck you, Kessler. Exactly. So, so I don't understand how people are getting so hyped up, so excited. The King is back. Josh Gordon, 2014, best fantasy receiver in the entire right. universe ever. He's going to kill it. I just he's, I cannot think that. He's really going to get targets from whoever throws the ball. He's going to get targets. Yeah. Because he's – 
the one guy that they know will produce week in and week out. Ricardo Lewis, you can't depend on. Kenny Britt's a piece of shit. Even though I love me some Richard Higgins, he's not the man. So it, it's going to be Josh Gordon. Like He might start out wide receiver five on their depth chart, but three plays later, he'll be wide receiver one on the depth chart. Yeah, but I think that he's not worth an ad in redraft. I, I just don't think he is. I don't think, if, if, I don't think got, burning up. Well, if you've got space at the end of your bench, I'm not saying drop yeah. Bill Fuller or yeah. Drop, I mean, never but I think that the people are going to Bill Fuller because you yeah. should never have him on your roster. <laughs> to yeah, you know, you mean Will Fuller, wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah, this week, this this year's been crazy. Would you, um, would you rather have Jeremy Macklin on your roster or Josh Gordon? Um. Ooh, neither. I would rather. Well, I mean, if you've got Jeremy Macklin on the end, if your league is deep and you've yeah. got Jeremy Macklin, are you keeping him or are you going to roll the dice with Gordon? I mean, I'm probably going to roll the dice with Gordon, but it's also a subjective thing because, you know, with, with bye weeks and with injuries and with right. everything, a lot of times you just need guys that are actually playing. So I know it's tough. You know, I mean, right now, a lot of people that have Zeke, you could be, you could have a seven and one team, you know, eight and oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you just lost Zeke for this week and you have to drop somebody you don't want to because you literally don't have anybody to play. I mean, okay. there's only 10 games on Sunday. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, it gets harder obviously every week because of injuries and everything, but Josh Gordon probably over Macklin. I mean, it, okay. Yeah. Randall Cobb. Oh, I would way rather have Randall Cobb. Really? Even with what's his Brett Hundley? Yeah, I, I would just because I'd, I'm still not sure that we know exactly who Brett Hundley is going to throw to or, or you know, right. exactly so what, what he's, he's going to do. He's got Jordy, he's got Cobb, he's got Adams. So I, I don't think he's going to pull an Aaron Rodgers and spread the ball out that well. So he's probably going to focus in on one of the three. So it's it's a weekly dice roll, which which one of the three that he's going to focus in on where, like we were saying, like in a couple of weeks when Norm or when Gordon comes back, you know, he's going to be the focal point. True. But here's where we are. Here's the, the, the problem we're running into. We are assuming he is actually coming back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You're, you're adding him saying, Oh, well he's eligible to come back for right. November 20th. Well, just cause he's eligible doesn't mean that he is or even that he's healthy enough to. And, you know, just because he's in good shape doesn't mean that he's ready to go out there and take a hit. I've been watching him because we're Snapchat friends. (laughs) So I've been watching his story and he's in good shape. Yeah, it's okay. I was watching his highlight tape from (laughs) 2013. So I know that he's good at football still. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I do love, love dude. How can you not root for him? I mean, he's right. he, he's a tough guy not to root for, and I want to see him do well. And I would love more than anything to see him come back and be a wide receiver one. But I, I just don't see how it's going to happen. I don't see how he's going to be relevant this year. It, it's just it's not it's so hard for me to think. And I think that you're better off to let somebody else waste their time on it. Josh Gordon or Dante Moncrief. Hmm. Oh, who you got a tight end? My lord, I'd rather have a tight end. Is what I do there. Had a third defense, a fourth defense, maybe instead. <laughs> so I mean, in, in a super deep league. Yeah. I mean, well, in all of my leagues are. I mean, for the most part, they're pretty deep. Me so I, I'm I'm grabbing him just as a speculative ad because it gets pretty pretty slim pickings. You know, when yeah. when you have a deeper league. So if something like this 
he, he's a lottery ticket at this point. So if he comes in, takes him a couple of weeks, and then just, you know, hogs all the targets, then yeah, I, 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 you, you win. Prior. Right. That's essentially uh, what he's going to be is Terrell Pryor last year, but with better ability at wide receiver. So, I mean, if, if he's on the end of your bench and he True. doesn't do anything, then mm-hmm. what are you out? You're not dropping, you know, Antonio Brown or you're not dropping you know, uh, Jordan Howard or Melvin Gordon, you know, something like that. I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is, you know, Muhammad Sanu, even like Jamison Crowder, guys that at least can service me with all the bye weeks and with. <laughs> With the craziest <laughs> James, well, I mean, <laughs> James, well, I'm saying seriously. I mean, you, whatever you can laugh, I mean, whatever. But, guys, I mean, yeah, but those can, guys they, are they are serviceable, you. and, yeah, and they, they can't. God damn it! I mean, you know, oil change. There's 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 only a couple guys on waivers right now that could service me, but <laughs> but you know, that's what I'm saying. Guys that that are actually going to be able to be in my lineup before you know the end of this month. So. <sighs> I just think we might end up being talking about Josh Gordon in December. Oh, he might be back week 17, you know. So The guy I, didn't I just... go through all this a second time for, like, actually getting help. Like, the first stint he went to the rehab for, he literally, like, the 13-minute documentary he has, he goes, oh, this will be short and sweet and whatever, and then he didn't get back in the league and kept doing what he did. And then he realized that he needed to change his life, and that's what he's done. I mean, when you when you listen to him talk or his friend, his teammates calling him and stuff, he seems like he's got a different mentality. So similar to ASJ, um, to where he realized he needed to make the change, become more mature, stop doing what he was doing and get his head on straight. All right. Well, that's, that's definitely enough. Josh, Josh Gordon talk. I'm sure we will be discussing him every week from here on out until probably the end of time. Uh, well, let's let's just stick let's stick right with it with the Browns. This has to be the most most Browns move ever. Josh Gordon Tra- trade deadline. They're, oh yeah, they're, yeah. they're uh, trying trying to trade for a quarterback. AJ Josh McCarron. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Yeah, there's there's five minutes left. Uh, you know, uh, the Bengals send in their paperwork. The Browns send in their paperwork. They celebrate. Everything's good. But wait, gasp, gasp. Oh, no. The blockbuster trade of A.J. McCarron for a second and third round pick doesn't go through because the Browns didn't file their paperwork in time. Is anybody actually is anybody surprised by this story? Like, this is a story I read that I was like, yep. The the Bengals probably were like getting their pullovers ready because they thought they fleeced the Browns and the Browns really Browns them. Did you just say they're getting their pullovers ready because they fleeced them? Yes. Did you did you say that? Yes. I don't have any idea what any of that means. I don't have any idea what any of that means. A pullover is a shirt. It's, it's a it's a piece of clothing, and Alfredo is insinuating that this pullover is made of fleece. Oh, uh, okay. I get it now. I get it. I get it. Thank you. Sorry. Explain it to me. I'm done. Um. Your dad game is so bad, so bad. I'm That's sorry. I just, I'm just, I'm just too focused on how stupid the Browns are and how we we said this earlier. But Fredo works for the Browns. Bad teams stay bad. I mean, we talked about it before the season started. Everybody's talking about how good Isaiah Crowell was going to be. How that offense they they might win. I mean, what was it? People were saying they might win six games. 
what, what four to six games this argue, season? Who was arguing with me that the Jets would be or worse than the Browns? Was that you? You weren't arguing with me about the Browns, were you? I, I thought Jets? preseason, I thought the Browns had a chance to be at least better than this. I thought they might win. I don't know what I say, like four or five games or something like that. So you know, you know, we can have this conversation every single year for the last fifteen years. Though is my point, Nick, is that we want to think that the Browns are getting better, and we look at them and we're like, wow, they're really doing the right things. And then at the end of the day, they don't get a trade in in time, and they, you know, just things like this happen. And we remember that they are a poorly ran organization from top down. So. You know, until until the top is cleared out, until things change from a higher level, until Tom Brady retires. See, but it, but well, see, the thing is, yeah, no, there nobody's yeah. gonna want to come to Cleveland. Nobody's gonna want to take over that franchise. Like even though they're they're loaded with draft picks, they're loaded with young. They have talent. a good fan base, and they have a good fan base. They do have a devoted. They got a devoted fan, fan base. But again, they've they've got so much potential. And it sucks to just keep using that word with them. Like they've got potential, but they just—I—they're uh, just Browns are gonna Brown. Yeah. Take it, them well, well, when you have when I you have a whole, when you well, here's the thing: when you have a lot of potential, you still realistically have nothing. That's when you have that when right. that's all you, when that's all you have. You don't have anything. I mean. You know, no, the, yeah, reason, the reason, the reason, and I'm, and I'm not trying to, I'm really not poking fun at your Colts, but the reason that we ah! can sit here, no, 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 but seriously, the reason we can sit here with the Colts and go, okay, they have a bad roster, they're whatever, they can have a bottom, a bottom five, a, a bad roster, but they still have Andrew Luck. So we can still go, well, they still have a shot, they have a quarterback, they have, they have, you know, a guy that can get them there. Like look at the Browns and, and we go, piece. well, look at the Browns and we go, well, maybe if they get this and that and they can get that and the other. At the end of the day, if they don't get a quarterback, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter how good passing. their defense is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you, in, this is a passing league. You have to have a quarterback to win Super Bowls. Did you and, see the stat where Watson and Wentz both have 19 touchdowns and the Browns have 17 interceptions? Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. Every quarterback in the history of time since 2000 is getting, is, is getting compared uh, what if the Browns had drafted them? Uh, they would have but these 25 picks, Super Bowls. These were picks that it's, the Browns owned and traded I off of. I understand, but but my point is is that they've had shots at a lot of quarterbacks throughout the years. I mean, they've gone through an incredible amount since 2000, and I, I mean, we can sit and name them all off, but we don't have that much time left in the podcast. So it's it's just Browns are terrible. They're bad. Quit telling me they're good. Isaiah Crowell is shit. And sell actually actually sell Duke Johnson right now if you can. I just sold Duke Johnson and Tevin Coleman for Dalvin Cook. Don't ask me how I did, but but I mean that's like what people think of Duke Johnson right now. So sell him, sell, sell, sell. I thought you were all about buying like last week or two weeks ago of Duke Johnson. Now now you're you're such trips. a liar. It is a liar. It's Joel. a game of it's a game of buying and selling, my friend. And and you're just a liar. You know I sold. Can I sold you a show lot. me proof of this trade? Because I, I don't believe it. It's very... I sold a lot. I sold a lot on Amari. I will screenshot it to you after we finish this. Uh, All right, cool. All right, after we so finish this, move along. Um, um, anyways, <laughs> my point. My point is, is that you have to. You have to constantly be making trade offers. You. You have to. Where's Mal Davis? Up. If you're not trading, you're not trying. Exactly. You know, just because you are think somebody is is good or bad doesn't mean you can't get them for a good value. Um, 
You yeah, know, I'm 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 buying Amari right now. I I just bought Amari for a projected 1.06 in 2018. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That was dumb. I mean, people are just people are just stupid, and people freak out and they think, well, Amari is is not worth. You know, for example, Amari. People are thinking, well, he's not a good dynasty asset. He's up and down. He's he's going to be really boomer bust for his whole career. So I don't want him. I'll sell him for a first. Well, who are you going to get at the 106? That is going to be supplemental for Amari Cooper. I understand this year there that the 106 smashed the 107. I mean, we had Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara. I mean, this year is nuts. But this year was Can an you expect every year to be the same exactly. year. Exactly. And and you know it, it's it's just it's a game of stocks. It's uh, it really is. You got you got to. We're at that point in the buy year. low, buy low yeah. and sell high. They say that. For, I mean, there's a reason everybody uses that is because it's what you want to do. Yep. So, so sell Duke Johnson, man. Sell. We're we're at that point in the year though where everybody's getting goo goo gaga over picks. Over on trade players. deadlines, yep. Trade deadlines are coming up, and you know it's 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 getting to the point that that as long as yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's enough Browns talk. I'm I'm over it. They're they're bad. They stay bad. Um. So other news and notes: CJ Procise is on track to play this week. Um. Will he be through the game? He, uh, he's he's Mr. Glass. He's definitely Mr. Glass. Uh, I just I, I want him to happen so bad. That that's a guy that that fantasy Twitter wants to force so bad. And you know he was worth like a first round pick this time. Actually, it's probably towards the end of the year last year. People were freaking out saying he's the running back of the future. And then because he one sixty seven yard run or something. Like yeah, that. I mean seriously. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how fast. That's that's how quick people overreact, but you know I, I do think he's very probably the most talented running back on that on the team, and you know, I'm excited at least to see him play and and with a new with uh, Dwayne Brown being there, uh, you know them getting a new tackle, it's it's at least good to see what the Seahawks are doing and they are improving, and at least for fantasy purposes, I think it's it's a good sign for the Seahawks. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> um, is your is your dad a Seattle Seahawk? No, yeah, he's, he's Dwayne my- Brown. My dad's Dwayne oh Brown. My God, your dad's Dwayne Brown. Oh my God! Can't believe you forgot to tell me that. I'm so embarrassed. It, it, not the Dwayne Brown, but he. My dad's name is Dwayne. You no, get, you're, it's awesome. No, no, your dad. Done talking about Browns though. No, yeah, your but, dad. Your dad is the Dwayne Brown. Um, good man. So, so yeah, CJ Pro size. I think he's he's worth an ad in in um, redraft. He's worth a bottom roster, roster, you know, if you're in a deep Josh league. Josh Gordon he, or CJ Procise? I'll take Josh Gordon. <laughs> I, will, I, will take, I will take Josh Gordon, but dudes have been on Josh Gordon since the season started. I mean, I've had him since know, last year. People, people have been holding on to him like he is is the most valuable asset in the world. So you probably can't add Josh Gordon in any dynasty league you're in, and probably in redraft leagues the second that news broke. Everybody went. Somebody went out and got him in your league. So, That's yeah, exactly. So, I, whatever. Enough Josh Gordon talk. Fuck you guys. I don't want to fucking talk about Josh Gordon anymore. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about guys. 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 Are you listening? It's happening. Corey Davis is happening. No. He's come back this week. No. And and buy him now. Buy no. him now. Where it happens next week. You can do it next week. In a, dynasty, in, a, in, a, in a keeper league, I just traded, well, it was it a week ago? I traded Doug Martin straight up for Corey Davis. That is a good trade. That is a very good trade. He is coming back off the bye week. 
practicing in full. It's was I'm that telling you, man. That was my league. It is. It is Great looking job. good for him. His he's going to have an Odell type second half rookie year. Odell, stop. stop. Calling your shot. He's going to. That's hot. Just he is, nope. I'm putting he's just out. going to No. No touchdowns. How many touchdowns? I mean, what? Probably seventy-three. Probably, probably six touchdowns. Probably, I'd say. I mean, it's gonna be gross. tough. It's gonna be. I know it's gonna be hard because you know, Marcus Mariota is just gonna be like, "Oh my God, how am I gonna get this guy the ball every single play?" But you know, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll they will uh, they'll get it to him. And bye, Corey Davis. Bye, 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 bye. Was that like an in sync reference? It was. It was. Fucking cool. Um, so yeah, you guys obviously 100% agree with everything I say. I'd like Corey Davis. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to roster him and wait for him to blossom. I'm not going to start him right away, but yeah, I'm, I'm buying him when I can. He is a beautiful flower. Um, what about you, AJ? <laughs> what about you, AJ? Wow. Wait for him to blossom. Uh so, AJ, you hate Corey Davis? You love him? No, yes, no, I don't know. You are incorrect. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so no, um, if he can... Uh, I definitely want to wait before I even take an attempt to start him, but if I can roster him for the right price, I'm not going to go out and overpay. Obviously, everybody loves to overpay when they see somebody's practice and he was hyped as the number one pick coming out of rookie drafts. So, you know, people want to sell him for that type of price where they want a number one pick again. Um, and it's just hard to want to give that up for a guy that's – I know he's had one decent game, but from there he's been injured most of the time, and he was even injured before the season started. So it was you were injured. Do I want Saquon or do I want Corey Davis? That's I a tough one. I want Saquon. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Depends on your roster. I mean, if you've it got is. a is. couple good running backs, then meh. Yeah. But if you're – Hurting for a running back, I'd take Barkley. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it, it also depends on where he goes, too. True. Well, well, I mean, Corey Davis is available in a lot of redraft leagues. You know, I mean, a lot of people... He, he has been playing. A lot of people dropped him, really disappointed in him. Um, but I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen. And when it happens, it's going to be glorious. It's going it's to like be so glorious. When you said Josh Gordon wasn't returning, it's happened. So I'm gonna go with the he opposite of what Joel. Oh, he hasn't. You just got served. I'm gonna go not, with the opposite of what Joel says. He's not gonna be good this year. Don't I, don't get him till the off season when everybody's really down on him. I haven't seen Josh Gordon catch one football yet. My, I haven't even seen him step on the field yet. So I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call that a victory quite yet. Um, so yeah, Corey Davis, thousand percent smash. So you're him. doubting him. Stop doubting him. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop doubting him, please. Just all right, move on. So, let's move on. Thank you. So, um, of all the trades that happened, what was the big one? What was the big trade that Indy ended up pulling off there at the end there, Nick? Uh, uh, it was me hating your fucking face. <laughs> and it wasn't a trade. It was just a statement that they released. Oh, okay. No, but remember, because they were interested in trading T.Y. Hilton and they're shopping him. And they, they, shop, they were shopping and, everybody but Andrew and they, Locke. They said that they didn't want to trade. And then they don't want to trade him. And then they were shopping. And then, no, wait, they don't want to trade him unless you guys want to trade. Why you guys want to trade? Oh, because we'll trade if you guys want to trade. Okay, no, we don't want to trade. I mean, it was like, it was hilarious. The thing Shut up. out of the Colts. Shut dude, up. Didn't dude, you tell us like this is 
This isn't the just like was on the block. This the wide receivers that's, that's, were on the block. Yeah, I mean, every, I just, everybody yeah, on the team was on the block. They were close to trading Vontae Davis, oh but that God. fell through. That, if they, they had, you'd have been so they, they were actually they were talking to the Eagles about Frank Gore, and, and then, then fourth they, rounder for Jai. Yeah, that killed any chance yeah. of Gore going anywhere. I mean, I'm not. I'm really not just saying this. I mean, it definitely makes it so much funnier than your team, but I'm. It was just so comical to be like for them to be like, "Hey guys, we're totally not desperate at all, and it's totally not a fire sale." But everybody's on the block. But everybody's on the block, and it's a fire sale. So, I mean, I don't know. They they were just so desperate. It was like you pitied them. Like you know, you were like, "Oh, look how look how desperate they are to trade with us." Well, we could send them something. We'll send them like a fifth for Frank Gore. I mean, right, would have been but and like the whole league knew. That they wanted to dump all their players, and so yeah. I'm sure they're getting low ball offers left and right. But I, I'll give kudos to to Chris Ballard, the GM, for not selling cheap. You know, what I mean, it, true. Yeah, I was he, he could have Frank Gore to go somewhere for free, basically. Yeah, or yeah. Vontae Davis was going to go for like a fifth or sixth or some oh, shit like that. God. That, that would have been, been that would have been a steal ridiculous. for whoever. Like I heard that the the um, uh, the Cowboys. We're possibly in on Vontae. Um, shit, I can't remember. There's a couple other teams, too, that I heard that were in. But, yeah, they would have sold for nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, yeah, Vontae's a free agent. Moncrief is a free agent at the end of the season. But might as well – I don't know. I, I would have loved I, to see Marlon Mack in full effect oh, if yeah. Gore was gone. But now that Mack, this delays it another seven or eight games. What you are you shaking your head so, about? Yes, we do. No, you Mac don't. Is so frustrating because because Marlon Mack is not going to happen with Jacoby Brissett in that offense. It's not going to be they're they're not going to give him twenty. Okay, don't don't try and act like it's shocking that the Colts offense isn't going to just completely give Marlon Mack the ball twenty five times whenever. If Gore was gone, the, he could have possibly saw twenty five touches. Okay, but Total. but but I'm saying that offensive touches, line is that offensive touches. line is that's what I'm saying is, touches. Is a tr- that offensive line is probably the worst in the league. Whatever, they're horrible. So I, I just don't understand why you would like to take a guy who has been efficient, who's been doing really well in certain spots, working with Frank Gore, and then say, okay, here you just take it all. That you know, you you don't understand that it definitely makes a big difference taking twenty plus, you know, forty plus, fifty snaps, whatever, and and you know, out snapping Frank Gore three four to one makes a huge difference on his production because you can't you can't just come in and and kill it like he has been and been as explosive whenever he's already touched the ball 18 other times. So I mean, wow. I understand. Go ahead, go for it. No, 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 go for it. Marlon Mack is the definition of boomer boomer bust. Like he mm-hmm. the big knock on him coming out of college was he wanted to bounce everything outside and that's it couldn't be more true with what I've seen <laughs> week in and week out. He every play he like it's it's almost before he even gets the ball, he looks to the outside to see if he can bounce it, and it, it's so frustrating because he's got to learn to just take the zero yard gain or just go up the middle and fall forward for a yard. He doesn't have to try and make the home run play every time. Yeah, I mean, okay. and that's what he, as he, an he indie forces fan, it. As an indie fan, do you honestly watch him and think? They need to get Gore out of there. Marlon Mack needs needs all the carries because I watch him and I'm like, well, Frank Gore does not look so much. He doesn't look dead. He doesn't look. I mean, they 
they're using him because they need him. He is creating yards, and he, he runs – I mean, he has better vision than Marlon Mack. It's just what it is. Well, don't he's tell, been don't, I mean, forever. you know, uh, well, that exactly. And I mean, you know, like you were just saying, Marlon Mack, he tries to do do the exact same thing that um, Amir Abdullah does, and just yeah. he gets the ball and it looks immediately right, immediately left, and just goes one way or the other. Gore did just, not leave San Fran to go to San Fran again. <laughs> I, I think that Frank Gore doesn't care. He's just he's gonna eventually probably wind up with Tom Brady and win a Super Bowl somehow. <laughs> I, I I think the way that they've used the two running backs is good. Yeah, like they've got Gore going up the middle and the you know the first two downs like he you know he's banging between the tackles and then you, you have Matt come in. He's he's like a bigger Darren Sproles mm-hmm. at this point. Like he you know he's. Wide Darren, Darren Sproles, real wide Darren Sproles. Wow, well, he, he's he's the guy that they have, you know, like option routes and wheel routes and shit. Like they have him out of the backfield and he catch, you know, and Gore's good at that, but he's not a get him in space kind of player. Yeah. Whereas Mac is like you get him yeah. on the boundary and you know he Absolutely. can shoot on the sideline. So the way that they've alternated, it it, it works. Like yeah. Gore had one of his best games, I think. Of, his best game of the season against the Bengals and he he was looking good and he was going between the tackles and he was getting all that yardage and then Matt came in and he caught a, a pass in the flat and he, you know he would you know whatever he did his his thing but yeah. I don't know I, I wouldn't have been upset if Gore went to a contender if they yeah. got rid of him because then yeah you could see what Matt could do with all of the touches and it helps yeah. you with your draft for next year I mean, you guys need a lot think... of pieces, but it, if I you did... can wait another year on another running back. Well, or... I mean, it, you could find out if you need. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it'll help it... you know if you need to go O-line early or trade your Either way, though, get, either way, you need another running picks. back. Uh, like, either way, they have to draft another running back. I don't care uh, if it's in the fourth round, whatever. It, even if Frank Gore stays another year, they still have to draft another running back. It, they have well, – I mean, Frank Gore is, is if he's not gone after this year, he's gone after next. And whether they draft one or trade, I mean, they're gonna have this to is his last somewhere. year. This is his last year's a cold. This is last year on yeah. the contract. It is okay. Yeah. Well, well I, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, I do see them getting another. We talked about this earlier so in the year. Traded, that, I mean, that even if saying. Well, yeah. well, no, 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 we, but we talked about this earlier in the year that we said and Nick agreed that even if Marlon Mack is very good this year and produces, the Colts could still take Saquon. You know, yeah. and we and I, obviously you would cry. Well, you then would, are you gonna have like a Javante and Tevin so situation? <laughs> no, you'll that have, a, that you'll level, have but... like you'll have like a Le'Veon Bell situation. Is what you'll have a Saquon Barkley and Marlon Mack situation. <laughs> Do you think he is? What's Saquon size? Is he big? And he's like he's sick. No, is he five eleven, two twenty, something like that? Champion size, I think. Yeah. Well, like. Uh, a, a buddy of mine, Andrew, is also a Colts fan, so him and I talk about what they should do. He wants Indy to draft Derwin James, I think is his name, the safety out of Florida State. Uh-huh. No I, think, I think I think pairing him with uh, Hooker would be would be pretty good. But if if they draft third overall, second overall, if Garoppolo gets San Fran a couple wins, it it I don't know. It'd be tough for them to pass up Barkley, unless they're trying to get uh, Bryce Love two, in the second round. If there's a team with two picks in the first round, I would be trading back to get as much top-tier talent you could get. Yeah. 
Only issue is they actually might have a bigger need at wide receiver after this year than they will running back. Um, T.Y. No, is trade T.Y. Uh, he loves no, they, Indy. He's going to stay there. Well, I understand, but behind T.Y., they don't. I mean, I like Moncrief, and but he's gone after this year. Maybe gone after this year. He might stay. But, you know, he's he's basically like Devontae Parker. He He's an athletic freak. That we've been trying to force. I mean, we've want we've wanted Moncrief and Parker both to happen so bad, and and we've been trying to force it, and it just hasn't been happening. And there's a lot of and, you know a lot of different reasons for that, but you know I just don't think that Moncrief is is he he just doesn't have the that un that intangible football skill. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like he just doesn't have it between the, the ears. Switch, the switch hasn't flipped yet. Yeah, and, and I mean, I know that's, just, that's bad analysis or whatever, but it is what it is. You can just see yeah. it when he's playing. And they need somebody. Maybe They need a couple oh, somebodies. I mean, the thing is, when Luck's playing, he masks a lot of the deficiencies that that team has. Correct. And he can he can make up for Moncrief not really giving a shit because he, he, can, throw it, he can throw him open. So now that they have to try... Both him and Hilton. Now that they have to try with a lesser quarterback, you're mm-hmm. seeing that they don't really know how to try or don't want to, or you know, they're just their give a shit level is a lot lower. Um, yeah, I used to think of Ty Hilton as sort of like, sort of like Deshaun Jackson, and the more that I really watch him play, the more I think he's more like Antonio fucking Brown, dude. He is a real wide receiver one. I mean, he's got like, I mean, he, the only thing that he can't really do or not that he doesn't really do it's a dry. whole lot is, is, no, is high point the ball. And that's just because he's not a huge dude. I mean, he can't do that. You Five, know? Nine. Yeah. I mean, he's, exactly. But I mean, he is always where he's supposed to be. He runs routes and, and gets, gets open like, like no other receiver in that division. I mean, it's, it's really, it's fun to watch him play with Andrew Luck and it just sucks because Jacoby Brissett is, is not good and whatever uh, he he's been better Hopkins than Hopkins is not comparable to Ty. No, I mean because they're he's, in the same division. He's, he's comparable, but they're not the same, even close to the same type of but receiver. But you're saying Ty's way better than Hopkins. Whatever, way better false. is not. It's off the cuff. I, that's not what way you said. Better. False. He's he is better. I he's liked. Better. I, I mean, I I loved Ty before this season, but given the hardships of the team and what what I've seen. He's not uh, the, the top flight wide receiver that I thought he was. Like he gets taken away a lot, and uh, uh, even by mid-level corners, they can take him out of a game. They can. He's had two he, he, games, but a lot of against that, winless teams with exactly. zero defense. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that that there is zero extending the play. It's not like he has he has t- what. What do you, what was that look for? What Jacoby Brissett is known for extending the play and letting his amazing. receiver get open. Is that what you you were doing, AJ? Yeah, no, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is he he. This is what happens. Hike, boom. He gets fucking laid out, hit, or he or he throws the ball into the dirt. Ty Hilton is. I mean, to take this year and try and analyze how good of a receiver he is, I think is very, very wrong because we're looking at it without one of the best quarterbacks in the league on the team. You know, so what? Or what do we think about about Devonte Adams or, or Jordy Nelson? I mean, are we taking that much away from their like dynasty value because Aaron Rodgers is out? Okay, okay. No. All right. DeAndre Hopkins still produced decent numbers with that 
turnstile quarterback play that he had in Houston, right? No, it, not really. Last year he was bad. Last year he was a, he was a he was barely a wide receiver too. Didn't he get over a thousand last year? Nuke. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, let me look. Keep going. Um. Yeah, keep talking. Uh, about it. We'll look it up. Well, uh, um, oh, Antonio Brown had a couple pretty good games with Landry fucking Jones. Mm-hmm. Like it, if you're a top tier wide receiver, you can you can make do. I guess it also comes down to the offensive scripting and and how they utilize you. Like Ty doesn't really play outside a whole lot. I think he plays over sixty percent from the slot. Yeah, I had nine fifty four last year on one hundred fifty targets. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so nine. So 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 he was not even close to a thousand yards. Nine fifty four um, is not close to a thousand yards. Right, yeah, yep, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, shut the yeah, I mean, down. Stop it. Forty six yeah, I mean, yards. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, is pretty close. Yeah, I mean, if you round down, it's still like nine fifty. So you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 Can we mute him? Hilton's good. He's yeah. not. He's not Hilton's top good. tier. He's. He's. I don't know. He was one of the most consistent receivers in the league last year. With luck. Now you're yeah. saying that he's not top tier because exactly. But 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 you're also trying to compare these other receivers, you know, whatever Nuke without. But but you are looking at Nuke, who has a great team. Other than quarterback, they were really good. They had a great defense. They had a really good offensive line. They he had a good supporting cast around him. Lamar Miller was was good. He wasn't great, but he was fine. I mean, you know, right now T.Y. Hilton is it. I mean, you know, when we're sitting talking about whether or not. Marlon Mack deserves more carries than Frank Gore, and that's really where the offense is at. I don't think that that really, you know, we have a whole lot more to talk about with the Go offense. Houston. So, go so Astros. Let's go ahead, let's go go ahead and move on. To, let's go ahead and move on to our question. has half his, or a third of his targets as he did last year, roughly a third of his catches, and has about a third of his yards through mm-hmm. halfway point in the season with Jacoby. So I'm going to say he's not awful, but I don't think he beats – the over-under of 954 with a bad quarterback. No, and I never said he did, so but good talk. You're saying he's Antonio <laughs> Brown. You're saying he's Antonio Brown. I said he is more like Antonio Brown than he is Deshaun Jackson is what I said. And and I still think that that is yeah. very correct. Because well, what originally, whenever he came yeah. in the league, my point is, when he yeah. came in the league, he he had this notion of he was just Breathe. a burn. No, no, no. Because, no, because listen. Because Hopkins is better. End of story. He's done talking about this. Yeah, he is. Congratulations for pristine auction. Oh, no. What did I win? I don't know. You I... won a Wendell Smallwood signed mini helmet. Yes, baby. You're shitting me. Let's go. You actually bid serious. on that? I watched his arms move on the computer. I knew he bid let's on it. Let's go. All right, let's move on to the questions. Astros. <laughs> Astros just won the World Series. Hell yeah. Did they? I didn't watch yep. because. Five to one. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so first question well, we have on the pod is, how high do you rank Deshaun Watson in Dynasty? We'll go with Joel first. I think he's a top five quarterback. He's a top five Dynasty quarterback right who, now. Who are, who's in your top five, sir? Um, I mean, it's really not definitive. Um, if you, I'm just saying five it's really, quarterbacks it's, yeah, I mean, that you draft. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still still right up there. Um. You know, I, I honestly, Andrew Luck slipped down a little bit just with the injury. I, I may have Deshaun Watson over Andrew Luck at this point. 
I mean, it's I know it's it's crazy to think that, but I really I really do. Um, I actually, the more I sit here and try to think about it, I can't name you three quarterbacks that I would I would take over him in dynasty. Tom Brady. And I mean, in a dynasty format. I mean, seriously. Tom Brady. Name, I mean, you would you really? Or are you just you just being no, a they Nick? Got one other quarterback on that roster. <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> Not <laughs> true. They signed Brian. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one quarterback other quarterback. On that yeah, exactly. Not true. They signed Brian Horner. They don't have another quarterback on that roster. <laughs> Brian Hoyer sucks at football. Um, so I mean, seriously, I can't. I really, I mean, so I, Mariota. Him, are you putting him above take, Carson take, Wentz and Dak? I would take, I would take Carson. I would take Dak. I'd take Mariota and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so he's my fifth. He's my fifth. I'd take Luck after him. Luck would be six for me. The only what? Carson, Dak, Mariota. Okay. And him. Yep. Okay. Ah. Makes sense. Yep. All right. But what about Russ? You don't you don't like Russ at all? No Wilson oh, I, love. I love I love Russ. I, he's just. He's just a little bit after them. I mean, he's just for for dynasty value. He's just a little bit older, and he's after Andrew Luck. I mean, I think that's but, still it's it's still QB one. It's still that that tier that that everybody wants to be in. And really, any given week from one to eight, all all of those guys have a chance of scoring you. I mean, almost almost but forty you're points. Go with the guy that's only given you seven eight games worth of production, and you're going to take that guy over all those guys that have given you years of consistency. Yes. That's I don't like that. I don't agree. Anyways, Nick, um, where do you rank uh, Watson? I'm in the minority. I'm still not buying it. That's right. I, I, this is where I, I'm getting at. But go ahead. I, I think there's going to be some some regression, like a lot of regression. I, I I don't I don't know. I mean he 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 hung up a huge number in Seattle. I'm not going to take that away. Like he he did well. But he also threw what three picks? Like there's there's good and there's bad about his game. I, I don't see him just crushing it and being like the top dog. But I mean, I don't know. I'd put him in my top thirty quarterbacks. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime, lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> top thirty. Uh, yeah. Well, don't worry. After it's don't worry. After this week, he will have been the best quarterback to play in Indianapolis this year. Oh, so. duh. <laughs> I, I think Watson's a top 10 dynasty quarterback at this point right now. Probably late top 10. But I'm going with stability over the consistent production of like Rodgers, Wilson, Luck. Um, luck? Like, How can you say stability with Luck? How could you shut does, up? He does, shut up. He, he said does. stability. Shut up. Stability. How do you say stability? Shut up. As long as Seriously. he's as long as he's playing, he's a top quarterback. He's played, I think, three out of his four seasons, full season and a, or all those were full seasons. He missed one half season in this full season in five years. They have him under so under contract okay, but, for so long. But right now we are sit, we. I mean, there's literally have been talks of, is he ever going to play football again? I know, I know. That's all you want to hear. I know it's it's far fetched. I know, but but that's still it's real. Fake news. Fake I mean, news. we were told we were told news. we were told preseason that he definitely he will definitely be ready week because one because the GM wanted to sell tickets. They wanted to sell Rhetoric. tickets still. Okay, Rhetoric. well, guess what? Okay, well, that's my point. Is that so? How do we know that he will be ready by next year? Because magic. Exactly. Because Nick's a, a Colts fan, so. so so you're taking so you're sure. you you're one, you're telling me that he's more stable when 
he threw a football over 30 yards and injured himself. That was how he Aaron Rodgers broke two collarbones. Suck it, bitch. Aaron Rodgers has already already over him because he's already rehabbed and has already recovered from this exact same injury. But it was the different collarbone was was great. It was the other collarbone. This one's his throwing collarbone. Exactly. My point is the exact same injury. Right more than he rolls out left. (laughs) It's the exact same injury. And here he is. So, I mean, I just, I don't understand how you're, you're telling me that you're, you're saying Deshaun Watson is, is from between five and 10. And I said he was five and you're acting like I'm so high on him. I'm saying he's, I said he's late 10, late, late 10, late 10, like, like like 10.9 or like eight, nine quarterback, not fifth. Yeah. Okay. So we're like three spots away. You're right. Uh, It's, it's halfway through the season. Still way too early to really get a good idea of who Deshaun Watson is as a quarterback. He could fall off the face of the fucking earth the next no, couple didn't weeks. RG, didn't RG3, yeah, where did you rank RG3 after his big breakout season? Was he in your top three again because he had a really great season one year and then yeah, completely fell off? Real, yeah, because he, dude, how, do you what know you, what happened? This, is what, this hey, is what we're no, saying. No, this is what we're saying. Just no, no, down. No, this, this is what we're saying. Because you're you're playing the if then but so whatever game. No. You can't sit and say if then. We are sitting here right you now still looking. You have to have some kind this, of dude. levelness, level-headed thinking. You can't. You're you're essentially like thinking this is his highest point in his career. I doubt he has. I'm not. I'm seeing from a dynasty standpoint that that taking him as the fifth overall quarterback is. I bet you. I bet you on DLF and with with uh, mock drafts. I bet he's going higher than that right now. Actually. We, we will talk out. about it. Right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're going to put a pin in this conversation, and we're going to come back at the end of the season and see where we're at. Yes, we are. Yes, All we right, are. moving on. God damn it. So, um, so what, were, what were our next questions? What, our next question was, of the players traded in the last 48 hours, probably go with 72 hours now, um, who had the biggest impact for trades? I think I actually answered this. I think or, I, this, I, this is what it was. Sorry, thing. who do you think finds the most success in 2017, and why? Oh, out of all the trade, okay, who do we think finds the most success in 2017? Yeah, um, it's it's Dwayne Brown for me still. Um, that was that was the best trade. He he will have the most success just because he will have the most success this year. Now now long term, probably still Dwayne Brown. I, I don't see Garoppolo being a factor much this year. Ajayi is is good, and I like Ajayi. But with them still having Blunt, with them not cutting anybody, you know, any of the running backs, and and like we said earlier in the pod, we're not really hundred percent sure if he's going to be able to learn the offense and and absolutely pick up everything. I think that Dwayne Brown will have the best the best season the rest of the the, the year. What what do you guys think? Go ahead, Nick. I'm gonna say either Funchess or Greg Olson. Is gonna be the biggest beneficiary. Well, that's cheating. Why? Out of, the, out of the people that were traded, I thought. Oh, no, yes. yes, it's who's got the, the biggest impact? Traded in the last forty-eight hours. Who do you think finds the most success in twenty seventeen, and why? Out of the traded players, yeah. Oh well, that's garbage. <laughs> wow, is that just because? Uh, I mean, no. Well, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Ajayi is probably gonna have the most success because he's going to be, I don't know, like the, the biggest name to, 
to do anything. You're not going to see the little things that Dwayne Brown does. Garoppolo might not play for a week or two. Ajayi could start or play this week, fall forward for two touchdowns, and be a, a god in Philly. Yeah. And so I mean, it's. I'm still going with with uh, Funchess and Greg Olson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that they did not want to hear me say Dwayne Brown either. That was like a total cop out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, AJ, what about for you? What do you think? Oh, let's see. Eagles made a trade for a running back. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jay Ajayi and say that he's going to have the biggest impact of the players traded or the biggest success of the players traded this year due to the fact that the line is a lot better than Miami's line, as we've said earlier. And, if his leg holds out. And I'm and just, it's a winning team. I mean, yeah. anybody on a winning team usually finds just, success. And just, he ran for 1,200 yards previous year. You just don't do that. Dude, it's just him. bullshit. Still bullshit. I'm still pissed about it. Okay. Um, rich get richer. Second second part to that question was, and who benefits on the teams they left? Ah, uh, I think that Devin Funches is the biggest benefit. Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> um, um, oh my God, we didn't talk about Kelvin Benjamin. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we're, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. nothing to talk. Um, but but seriously, I you know Kelvin's. Kelvin takes a hit big time, in my opinion. But Funchess definitely is the biggest beneficiary. He will see at least eight to ten targets on a weekly basis now. Um, and even with Olsen coming back, you know, Funchess, he's pretty much a weekly start for me at this point. Um, I have to say CMC is probably the biggest one of the biggest benefits of seeing Kelvin leave because he's like top six in targets right now. Um, yeah, Curtis Samuel would be my second guess on that team being a bigger beneficiary of Benjamin leaving because he was seeing some time. He made a mistake against the Eagles botching a, a what is that a pitch from or a lateral pitch from Cam, but he was drafted in the second round, CMC the first round. They're looking to get their guys on the field. I see that's why they made the trade and they got a third and a seventh or whatever the hell they got for Kelvin. Yeah, it, was, it made sense. Yeah, I'm not so sure about CMC actually getting more targets just because he's already getting so many. But I I think that Curtis Samuel, too, is another guy that is worth a waiver ad. Um, you know, just based on opportunity alone, like like we were saying, you have, to, you have to kind of visualize a path who actually has a shot and more opportunity and more production. And now, obviously, with, with Calvin gone, Curtis Samuel does have a path. So um, uh, do we have we have one more question, don't we? Yes. Yes, from you. No, yes, you with your hand raised. AJ? Yep. Yes, you? Yep, you have a question. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, so it's not from me. With all the fallout from the trade deadline, where are the premier landing spots for running backs and wide receivers this offseason, draft or free agency? Well, Nick, I'm going to have to let you take this one. Where do you think that a good running back could go in this offseason? Uh, your mom's house. Well, I don't think so because no. my mom doesn't even play fantasy. So where is she where does. is she, so where is she Saquon, does. where is Saquon Barkley going? Yeah, I walked into that one. Um, so is Saquon Barkley going to Indy? Is that what we're thinking? Is he going to? I mean, the question is who has the biggest need for running backs, wide receivers, right? No, he asked for the. the or the, the best, landing the spots. best, yeah, the best landing spots. Well, I mean, you know, the Giants have got to get receiver, running back, in my opinion. They need one of each. You don't probably. like OBJ and Shepard? I just think that 
I mean, they're 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 good. I love OBJ and Sterling Shepard's fine, but Brandon Marshall was not the other receiver they needed to get. They needed you know somebody Roger else. Roger Lewis. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but but I mean, it's it's kind of ugly right now because receivers are so are so easy to kind of plug and play different guys, and and running back is is a, kind of similar. But Seahawks have got to get running back. I mean, it's just so crazy to me that they have all those weapons that they have had a good defense. Their defense is not defense is middle of the pack and they have Russell. If they had a good running back, that was a game changer that can make plays and make guys miss that offense would function so much better. I would love to see them get Saquon Barkley. Chris Carson, Chris Carson was showing some chops and then he went down. So we'll see if they, you know, give him a chance to run the show. I would say the lions are a good spot. I don't think, they're real satisfied with Amir Abdullah. Um, th- the Dolphins are a premier spot all of a sudden now. Yeah, but their offensive no, line isn't that good. I don't like them. No, they're, they're, they're offense. No, but I'm saying for for I'm sorry. I'm thinking in the sense of who actually needs a running back. Who right. who is actually going to go there? And the Dolphins, if they don't draft one, that then Miami, the whole fan base, I would imagine, would freak out. I'm saying the Lions because a running back could come in there. Their line is is decent. Catch so, a lot of uh, Right, 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 and that offense is already going to move and even Stafford's without a running back. So, quarterback. Yeah. right, Stafford's a good so, quarterback. Stafford I'd is say, good. well. I'm just right. saying either they got yeah. somebody that can throw the ball and get yeah. guys out of the box. Yeah. I'd say the Lions are probably the top spot for running back. Um, I depending on what happens with Washington, that could be. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another one. I I think that. I, I think that Indy, you know, if, if luck comes back, I think a running back could slide in there and Uh-oh, do he said if. too. He said well, if. I mean, it, there's no, there's never a hundred percent certainty that a quarterback's going to come back or any any injured player is going to come back. So whatever. Wide receivers it, now instead of running backs, who's who's a premier landing spot? Joel? Premier landing spot for, for um, wide receivers. Wide receivers, it's it's so hard because the landscape of the NFL is going to change a lot. But I think the 49ers actually have, have got a pretty decent opening. I think that if you can get somebody in there that you know Jimmy Garoppolo likes, he he's not afraid to target a, you know multiple guys. He he's not or when when he was playing um, his one and a half two games that he's played, he spread the ball around a lot. You know he he did just target one person so. Um, Pierre signed for it's, four or five years, correct? So it'd be opposite, yeah, an opposite guy. Mm-hmm. Opposite Pierre, but but okay. Pierre Garcon is is not an outside receiver anymore. You know, he goes across the middle of the field. He's basically he's basically running a lot of tight end routes. So I mean, they really could use an outside receiver. Marquise Goodwin is not a true outside receiver. No, yeah, he's so. got, more of a speed threat. They've yeah. got Garcon running like like an Bruce Arians offense. So mm-hmm. he's like the the Larry Fitzgerald or the Heinz Ward or the Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Like, so he he's the He's like the wide receiver tight end, kind of a hybrid there. So we're thinking anybody that potentially is free agency Another, that's a big body, like a true wide receiver two, one. Yeah, well, I have two other teams though that, that I think just desperately need receivers. Carolina Panthers. You know, Cam Cam has such a – everybody wants to talk about how he has such a tough time getting the ball off quickly and, and he holds on to the ball forever. Well, his two best receivers up until, you know, a couple days ago or the last day or two – were six foot four and ran four six forty. How can you expect the guy to get the ball off quickly when you don't when he doesn't have a receiver that 
you know, he doesn't have Ted Ginn anymore. And I know that sounds dumb. I'm not saying Ted Ginn was his was end all be all, but but he doesn't have anybody fast to get off the line to just get the ball off quickly. And you know, if if he had a receiver that could help him, you know, extend plays and and make big big plays, that would help that offense a lot. Take some of the heat off CMC and actually take some of the targets away from CMC because the way he's getting used is is not good. He is too little to be in that much much usage. And I know that's that's easy to say about anybody, but dude is not strong. Dude. He's not. Dude is not strong. He's just fast. He's getting hit a shit ton. But the other team, Atlanta. What is Atlanta? I, I think you know Sanu's been fine or whatever. But what the hell? Draft a fucking receiver. I mean. That offense is is obviously falling off a lot since last year, yeah, but Sarkinson's pretty bad. But yeah, I mean Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian. 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 But, but, Sorry, thank you for. But I mean, you know, Julio is is he's great. A he's, he's great when he's there, but but when he's there, I mean, you never know when he's going to be hurt. He's always hurt, actually. So they could really use uh, a, another receiver. Um, what do you guys think? Who's the Chargers need another receiver? <laughs> No, the Chargers don't need another. Yeah, that's receiver. a fucking Kansas joke. City. Kansas wow. City needs a premier, yeah, premier landing spot. They, yeah, they they definitely could. Regardless could, but... if Smith stays there or not, Mahomes is looked good in preseason. Obviously, preseason we don't see anything yet. But I think Kansas City could resign, and they do need some help outside of Kelsey and Hunt to take some pressure off of those two guys. I know Hills, their gadget type player. I don't see him as a true wide receiver. They need somebody that's a wide receiver one that can help them win playoff games where they're not getting their guys mm. locked on. Yep, I think that's about that's about it oh, for, more, for this podcast. Well, we have one, one more, more one yes. more question. Gotcha. It's, gotcha. It's Go re- for it. It's in regards to Kelvin and Tyrod. So we had a question of does the trade of Kelvin to the Bills help or hurt Tyrod Taylor and does it help or hurt Kelvin's value? Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt Tyrod. It, I mean, getting a getting a better receiver than he has is never going to hurt his value. Um, but I, you know, maybe it'll make him run a little less. But I would imagine that he would see more first downs just because, you know, Kelvin he is very good at going up and getting the ball. We we shit on him for being fat or whatever, but he still is a huge dude and he's still good and he's still young, but. Kelvin's value takes a hit for me. Uh, I think he he his value goes down. Funch's value goes up. Um, if somebody thinks that this is a big move for Tyrod and they want to sit and they want to buy him, absolutely sell. If, if you know maybe use this as an opportunity to sell Tyrod and an opportunity to buy McCoy, because if anybody thinks that they're going away from feeding Lashawn after this trade, then let them think that because it's false. I, I think that it helps both parties or all three of these parties that we're talking about now of McCoy, Tyrod, I think and it's a great trade. I understand I, why they did it. It was a good trade for both sides. It definitely I, it helps Kelvin, I think. It might not be a lot, but he's literally like the only guy that can get deep ball passes, not running short slot routes. So he's going to see a lot of red zone work because he's the biggest guy out there. Um, yeah. And that's where it seems the Buffalo's Bills struggle where when McCoy can't punch it in against tough run defense teams that they're going to be able to get that ball, force feed it to Kelvin to see those touchdown looks. So it could be, it's like a, almost like a hit or miss week to week, but mm. it was essentially the same with Cam this so far this season where he had a couple bad games, 
lit a, lit a fire under his ass after New England, had a couple good games, and now he's back down to where he was the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? I don't know. I think it's weird that well, – I don't think it's weird. I think it's kind of funny that the end of last season, Buffalo's starting wide receivers were Marquise Goodwin and Sammy Watkins, and now it's Jordan Matthews and Calvin Benjamin. I mean, two, two guys that are pretty quick getting on the field – now two guys that aren't very right. quick yeah. unless it's to the lunch buffet then they're pretty fast. true then they yeah it's true but then, what the fuck happened to to zay jones like wh- what the hell um he is he, who we thought he was god that yeah, t- like, i i had super high hopes i thought you know him reuniting with his college coach i'm I, I, he's a nelson Aguilar type hopefully <laughs> <laughs> before this season if you said that that was a negative thing that was a positive thing um, all right, so here, let me ask you all a question. Rest of season, Tyrod or Cam? Josh Gordon. Anyways. Cole Beasley. <laughs> all right, um, Tyrod or Cam? I'm taking Tyrod. Tyrod. Nick? Uh, Cam. Uh, I'm the tiebreaker. I'd say Tyrod. I just Because you're a bitch. Yeah, just because probably. Oh, just because I am. All right, well, do you, all, do you all have any final thoughts? My Lord, I don't know how you could. We've talked about everything. Uh, I have a final thought. <laughs> Pickled asparagus is fucking amazing, especially in a Bloody Mary, but it makes your pee stink. Oh my god. It's so good, but it makes your pee just reek. It's like half an hour later, it's like, oh man. You have to find a bathroom away from everybody else. But it's so good. Yeah. Have you ever had it? It's great. Um so please no more final thoughts from anybody. Um (laughs) I hope nobody else. AJ, nothing for you. No, after that, we're I'm through. <laughs> you can find me at Chicken Alfredo on Twitter. Nope, it's not Chicken Alfredo. Okay, though. sorry. You can find me at chxcken Alfredo. Thanks. There, there we go. There, it is. there we go. And at Nickasaurus31 for Nick Woo! Brown. And you can find me at Joel D260. Uh, we are presented by ffdynasty260.com. Follow the podcast at NPO260. <laughs> and, and be sure to check out all of our content. Nobody put a question mark. That's just not true. All right. I believe that's it. I will talk to you guys later. Alrighty. All right. Love you. Thank you for listening to the new pod order presented by FFD 260.